Hello and welcome to Who Knew, a Doctor Who podcast. I am your host, Josh Carr, and with me today I have a a, a ruddy fantastic guest, I must say. Good description. Someone I am I am a big fan of. It's George, aka Ace Creeper. How Hello. are you? Hello, I'm good. I'm good. I'm vibing. I've just said the same thing as I did last week. Yeah, so <laughs> for, for everybody, now that now that George is how, how long did that take? Half, half a minute. <laughs> so this is the second attempt at recording this podcast because Siri sabotaged the first attempt and and stopped my recording after 15 minutes. We chatted for an hour. Mm. Probably should have checked it in that forty-five minutes, but I'm a yeah. I'm a bad podcaster. What no, I you're say? Not. No, you're not. It's it's new ground. You'll be fine. It is. It is new ground. Um, so attempt number two <laughs> for episode number two mm. with with yourself. Um, since we recorded the the first time round, quite a lot's happened. Uh, uh, episode yeah. one came out um, yeah. of, of of who knew. Uh, mm. I hope if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it after this one. Yeah, there's there's no story arc. This isn't the key to time, but you can dip in wherever you like. It's more like series eleven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, one offs. But um, thank you to everybody for the support. It's been a bit mad and a bit scary, but it's been fun. Mm. And we also had. Doctor Who Day. Oh yeah. The the Christmas for us nerds. Yeah. Uh, how, how did you find it? Did you have a good Doctor Who Day? I did. Uh to an extent. Yeah. I mean it was nice to have the midnight announcements before. Um finding out about the, the steelbook and um the web of yeah. like at midnight. It was it's so exciting. I love when they do this thing where they make Doctor Who Day this sort of event. And they, they don't mean to, mm-hmm. they just announce stuff on that day. So Every year now, because of the new marketing team, every year when it comes to Doctor Who Day, I'm like, we're going to get something. We're going to get something like exciting, like yeah. that we might have to pre-order. You know, the only person who's going to be hating Doctor Who Day from now on is our bank accounts. And that's... Yeah. Exactly. Very true. The, uh, oh, that's that's still... All of those things have to be mine. Okay. And then we got the little <laughs> bonus season eight. Um Season eight um, announcement as well. For yeah, the next... that was that was like later than Doctor Who did. That was kind of weird. It just sort yeah. of came out a couple of days later, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." I was sort of exp- I was sort of hoping we'd get a collection announcement since it's been almost a year. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, good on them for doing that. That was that was good. It was a good laugh. And now, now I'm just sort of craving the next one. So it's like got me hooked. So gonna... Yeah, I don't have I don't have any of them. I haven't dipped my toe in yet. Yeah, because I, I value I, I value money. <laughs> and I, I wish like, I could say the I, same. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I couldn't bring myself to to spend it. But then, mm. if you throw the words "the demons movie edition" at me, I, you've got me. Mm. I will pay any any money for that. Have you pre-ordered? I'll it? pay any money for not yet, not yet. But I'm. I don't know. You want to you want to say quickly because those things. I know I do. They fly off um, the. uh, They do fly, don't they? We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, let's let's get in 
Oh, sorry. Go on. No, no, go on. No, go, go for it. No, go for it. It's fine. Are you sure? I'm sure. I'm not. I'm. I'm not too fixed on the whole co- uh, conversation about collections. Don't worry. It's all good. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> because we've got a lot to get through. Yeah, we have. Actually. We've got a lot that's to fair. get through. Yeah. Because you, you're a busy man. You've uh, yeah. done a lot that we can talk about. Um, but I want to start. First of all, I mean, this is a podcast where we talk about Doctor Who. Mm. I have a different guest on every single week where I talk to them about their experiences with Doctor Who. And it's hopefully good. So that's the summary. Mm-hmm. And I want to start at the very beginning with yeah. you. Where did it start for you? Well, Doctor Who or the channel? Doctor Who. Where did Doctor Who start for you? Right. I was about four years old, I think. And um, my dad was watching um, Series 5, uh, Series 5, Series 1 uh, in 2005. It came out. Um, he was watching Dalek and I vividly remember coming down the stairs and seeing the scene where the Dalek sort of elevates up the stairs and being terrified of it. I absolutely hated it, ran out screaming. And about a year later, when I'd grown up a little, manned up a little bit, a mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, four-year-old, petty, um, we, <laughs> we, uh, my, me and my dad watched uh, both series one and two back to back and um, sort of along a few weeks. So... Yeah. yeah, and that, that was sort of my introduction into it. He watched it when he was a kid. He watched um, Tom Baker and watched a bit of Peter Davison and then sort of dipped out towards Colin Baker and stuff. And, you know, that's understandable. Um, but I, he sort of <laughs> wanted to see the... Yeah, it, was, it wasn't even meant to be a subtle thing. It just sort of, yeah. Um, but he was interested to see what the, like, the new direction of the show would be with Chris Eccleston and stuff and Russell Davis. Mm-hmm. So he, he wanted to watch that and then he knew I'd like it and... It, you know, as they say, the rest is history, and that's 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 just how it went. I just sort of watched it, loved it, yeah. carried on. Yeah, because we're it, it's it's interesting that you dipped your toe in, went back out a bit, and then yeah, I was too young to understand and then binged. It. It's quite it's quite yeah, it's quite a modern way of doing it. Binging it's, the yeah. binging two series. Well, it's my dad yeah. had them on DVD, and he was like, "Let's just watch them," because he knew he knew I'd like it, and it was like yeah it was to get me into something that wasn't Spider-Man because I was obsessed with Spider-Man for years. And it was like, really something else. And Star Wars as well. But it was like, like let's get you into something else. Like, just just, just try this, you know? Um, so I don't know if it was about mm-hmm. that. I think it was just at the time I remember being obsessed with uh, Spider-Man and then suddenly I was dressed in this little David Tennant outfit. With... Did you yeah. ever see when you were younger? Did you ever remember, like, it was, a, it was like a David Tennant Halloween costume they released and it came with, like, latex hair? Yeah, and like this. I had that, and I just like just had this weird like memory awoken to me, like trying to put this like latex wig on. Like, has anyone ever tried to do that? Like, that's why mental. Would, yeah, yeah. Why would a they make a latex wig? wig? Just include because, a little sachet of gel. Sure. Yeah, and you got it. Bob's just, your uncle. That, yeah, that is a strange one. Yeah, no, I, I never went for that. I, I I distinctly remember wearing my dad's leather jacket. Oh, brilliant! And. Yeah, and I I think around, I, I got a buzz cut as well. Brilliant. Like, I I, I got this short buzz cut. So I just looked like this tiny, like, mini, fat Christopher Eccleston just <laughs> running about the place um, in this oversized leather jacket. That's brilliant. Um, yeah. So was would you say that David's your doctor more than Chris? Or yeah. would you say... Yeah, I mean, Chris was my first doctor. David's like my like childhood doctor, just because 
Well, we watched series one and two over the span of a couple of weeks. So for me, mm-hmm. Chris's series didn't last a year like everyone else who watched it live. It lasted like a week. And then yeah. it was David Tennant. And then I watched like Runaway Bride at Christmas and then series three when it came out, series four when it came out. Like David Tennant was the one, like my doctor for like the longest until like Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, like growing up with the show and, and, and like from first watching it almost to where I was when like David Tennant regenerated, it was like all David Tennant. So all my love came from that yeah. era really. So I definitely say that Tennant is uh, my doctor, if you will. Not my favorite, I don't think, but like now, but definitely like my childhood doctor. Yeah. Okay. So, cause it's, it's quite, um, so yeah, like when you say about how like it lasted a week for you, it's quite mm. a, like it, you think about how different people's experiences are with the way that they watch it. Mm. Cause it's like, like you said, like for me, I started that first night with Rose in 2005. Mm. So I had a good like few months with Christopher Eccleston mm. and you know, it, it was all booming around then. But then for you, it was, it was like a week. So it's obviously going to have less of a, an impression. Yeah. We refer to it as an era when really it's, it's, what like 10 hours yeah like, it's not even that yeah the, the big weird, finish box sets yeah. coming out next year are going to be more than what you did for the show initially that's crazy that's already that's going to like dwarf it it'll more than like double it and that's that that's mad to me mm-hmm. like that but then you know that's a that's a that's a separate thing i think with with eccleston like i wouldn't say like i just didn't appreciate eccleston because i definitely do especially now um because as a kid i had the dvds i just rewatched them so in the way in the run up to like Runaway Bride, I would rewatch episodes, and one of my favorites of all time, and it still is, is Parting of the Ways. I absolutely adore it. Whether it be the weird aspect of regeneration, whether it be the Emperor Dalek, whether it be mm-hmm. just this army going around killing everything, it just it is dark. The music, the vibe of it, it was just, everything was perfect. And I, I genuinely believe it still is perfect to, um, to this day. It's one mm-hmm. of the ones that is definitely up there that just sort of gets forgotten about because you've got like stuff like Heaven Sent and stuff. But that, I remember um, School Reunion, I always had uh, like weird memory of. Weirdly enough, not about Sarah Jane, more about like, or, or like Kane or anything, more about like the Krillotane and the school and more specifically mm-hmm. like the music Murray Gold did this thing in series two where like you put like a school bell into like every track and like, yeah, you just sort of, you hear that noise. You think of series two. It's, it's actually kind of weirdly hypnotic in a way. It's weird. Yeah. It is a bit. Yeah. Tom Vance mentioned school reunion as well. Hmm. Um, so that's interesting because that, that, that's one of, one of the things that I'm excited about with this podcast. Like the more guests we get on just comparing people's jumping on points and hmm. specific little bits that they remember. Yeah. Um, but yes, th- there's always like the. I feel like there's the jumping on point is the start of the series, and then each series has this weird mm. middle episode where you seem to get a lot of people jump on. Like series one, I feel like a lot mm. of people that I've spoken to um, jumped on at the Slovene. So uh, yeah. s- sorry if there was a little gap there. Uh, we just we just had to stop recording for a minute because. You tell them why, George. We saw some potatoes and they looked funny on Twitter. Yeah, funny potatoes. Uh, we're talking about some Torrens, by the way, for those who haven't got the reference. We just, saw, just think... Someone just tagged me in a thing and it was like, 
some new footages from some tyrants to series 13 so um yeah yeah that's that's why we, yeah we just sort of oh imagine stopped. yeah i i i hope this I hope we haven't got some kind of alien that just happens to look exactly like a Santaran from a distance. It must be a Santaran. It's got to be, hasn't it? It has to be. Yeah. Did you see they what? Great. Um, did you see what Chris Chibnall was? There's like an interview with him today. I think he's talking about series thirteen. Now I don't know how valid this is because I haven't actually like looked at it or sourced it or anything like that. But they were talking today about like, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll have like classics, like classic villains come back and all that sort of thing, but there's monsters within the last 15 years that we want to bring back as well. And it's like, oh. so obviously you've got the Santarans that potentially in series 13, but then now we're looking at a monster exclusively brought in from 2005 onwards now. So we've had the Jadoon. Um, yeah. What's the chances of seeing the Weeping Angels or the Vashna Narada again or something? That'd be amazing. I, That's what I, I want to That know. would be amazing. Um, I'd love to see someone out, what someone else would do with the Weeping Angels. Yeah, absolutely. like other other than in the Moffat era or Moffat writing them in in the Russell era. Yeah, I mean, um, a fresh mind, a fresh mind to write the Weeping Angels that isn't Stephen Moffat would be interesting. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I would really like that. I'd also love to see the Ood back. Oh yeah, actually, to be fair, they're probably one that that's probably what it will be. Yeah, the, I imagine always, so. Ood are always the bloody go-to, aren't they? I do like the youth, but I love them. They're always, well, they're I, always I, them bloody I've, ones who keep showing up. Aren't I've they? got this thing, and now that now I've mentioned it in episode one and episode two, it's it's probably going to become a running thing now. Mm. I want the sensorites back, <laughs> and I think the sensorites could play like an ood type, just a chill a chill monster that pops up every now and again and says hello, or mm. a monster that comes and does a bit of exposition in a random episode. I'd quite like that. Mm. And I like the sense rights. They're creepy. They're weird. Yeah. I'd like to see them back. That's an interesting one. I mean, there's, there's, I, I need to see more classic who to make a proper judgment about things like that. Cause I don't really know. That, that was going to be my next question actually. So thank you for the, uh, for the, good segue, for the link. Good segue. There we go. There we so go. He's a, he's a professional. He's a YouTuber. <laughs> he, he knows. I'm he doing knows it. I'm doing it so well accidentally. It. Look at that. Oh yeah. It's just, he's just vibing as he said many a time. <laughs> Literally many a time. <laughs> so classic who, yeah. what, what have your experiences been so far? Cause I, I, I've seen, that you've done a few, uh, I think you've done a few reviews on YouTube and, and stuff like that. I'll be honest, not much. I need to watch more. Yeah. I just haven't got around to it. I just haven't had the time. Like, I really, and this is what people go like, ah, oh, have you seen this big finish story? I'm like, I've not even seen like half a classic here yet. Like, I've got so much to watch. I do have a little uh, a little diagram that I made myself where I could sort of mark off like a sort of scratch chart almost of which ones I've watched. Oh, I've used it. Oh, good. I've used it. Good. I've used good. the diagram. Um, yeah. I've seen Dalek Invasion of Earth, Mission to the Unknown, Tenth Planet, Microterra, Tomb of the Cybermen. Um, I could have sworn I've seen another Triton story, but I don't know if I have. Three Doctors, Time Warrior, Robot, Ark in Space, Sontaran Experiment, Genesis, Range of the Cybermen, Keeper of Tracon, Logopolis, Earthshock, Five Doctors, Remembrance of the Daleks, Battlefield, Ghostlight, Curse of Fenric, and Survival. <laughs> They're the ones I've seen. I mean, some great stories in there. Yeah. And some great yet to come. Mm. Because, well, I've got all I've, the box sets. I've got all the collection box sets that 
So you're working your way through. Yeah, slowly but surely, slowly but surely. Yeah. And I'm not, I just, it's, it's really difficult to get into a classic story, though, like to just sit down and watch the whole thing. Because that's how I like to consume it. It is a bit, yeah. Do. I know it's meant to be like a weekly thing where it's like what, week one, week two, week. But I just, and I know that's how it's televised. I know that's how it's supposed to be digested. But like the way I just like to watch them is just all in one where I can. Yeah, that's um, exactly what I've been doing. So yeah. I've, um, yeah, I've been, I'm binging Classic Who for the first time mm. from the beginning um, all the way through, um, which is just fun. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, I was going to give like little weekly updates as to where I'm at with, in the podcast. Mm. Last week, I was, I was at Terminus. This week, I'm at Terminus. I've had no time to watch Doctor Who this week. I feel bad. But, um, yeah, so not a lot of Pertwee in there. You, you got a bit of a bit of late Pertwee. I'm not a big Pertwee fan, if I'm being oh. honest. I watched, I watched The Time Warrior first. That was my first experience, and I didn't enjoy it that much. I, I'm not and a I, big fan of The Time Warrior. And I like The Three Doctors, don't get me wrong, but I just... But I think I watched that, and I love Troughton. So I watched that, yeah. and... Trenton had my attention all the way through and it's like I don't think I, I need to get into like a proper good third Doctor story and don't bloody say Inferno I swear to God I'm waiting for it Inferno is not a good starting, <laughs> everyone, starting point I love like, Inferno oh, Inferno's like great I'm like, uh, is it? I really like it I, I love Inferno but if you're going for a starting on point it's got to be the demons it's got to be the demons okay. Well, that's season it's, eight, isn't it? So yeah, we'll, it's, we'll see you next. Well, year. it's not. It's not really a jumping on point, no. uh, like because it's it's the finale of his second season. But if you're going to watch an isolated Pertwee story, mm. I would because I like I'd seen no Pertwee whatsoever up until like like April this year, April May, and then I binged the whole era, mm. and I absolutely adore it. I love the brig as well. Oh, but yeah. the demons the demons is but I do get like there are issues with that era. Like maybe, maybe, it gets a bit repetitive. I don't think it's the era. I, I don't I just don't, It's just Pertwee. I don't know. I think it is because I just don't connect with his doctor mm. that well. Now I like him, don't get me wrong. I think John Pertwee as a an actor and I get him as a person playing the doctor. Is marvelous, and when he does all these yeah. things in like the late nineties and stuff, where he sort of rocks up and he's like, Wee. Um it's all fun." Like when he when he comes back and all, all that sort of stuff and does that, and it's he's always down for it, and he's always in character, and he's always brilliant at it. But I think watching the episodes that he's in is like his his style of Doctor just didn't appeal to me. It's very James Bond. It's fair, and that's not it's really fair. like I feel like if I'm going to watch James Bond, I'll watch James Bond. I don't have to watch Doctor yeah. Who trying to be James Bond. That's never what Doctor Who's been to me as someone who's been like I don't mean I mean I know people who have been brought up on the same era that I have also really enjoy Pertwee. That's fine. I think it's just for me personally. Mm -hmm. I don't. um, I I struggle to connect with his Doctor, and I think that's. And the thing is, there's so much of classic that I haven't seen that I'm gonna focus on the Doctors that I really am enjoying. Oh yeah, Um, of course. So I'm desperate to see more Troughton. I'm desperate to see more Baker, Tom Baker. That is. Um, yeah, there's so there's so many different ways you can go about it. Because mm. I've I did take a bit of a plunge, and starting at 1963 is it gets rough. There's mm. some rough points. I've yeah. I watched the Web Planet, 
it's dreadful. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stories like that early on. But yeah, if you that's a really good way of doing it. It's just picking out some of the best bits from each era, finding a doctor that you sort of gravitate towards, and then just sticking with them for a little while. Yeah. Is a really good way of doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm yeah. I'm I'm enjoying what I've seen. It's just getting time um to get to that point. And it's just yeah. you know, finding the time for that. Yeah, cool. You know, when I when I get that time, I'll I'll jump on it and I'll, I'll I'm sure I'll love it. It's just like getting to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got you got to you got to get into it to yeah. to get the best out of it. You can't just stick it on and have it on in the background because it's you, you you're never going to keep up. Yeah, I want to discuss YouTube. Okay, now you're a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. And firstly, I want to say congratulations because you very recently hit 10K, is that right? 20K, almost. 20K, oh my God. <laughs> that makes, I, it, that sure makes, it, that sound, that it, makes right? it sound more impressive, so it's all good. Yeah, oh yeah, it's 20K. Oh, that 10, just 10 hit 20K. 10K. Uh, double it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I sound like such a dick. I'm now. very sorry. No, you don't sound like a dick. I just sound like I've done no research. I did all my research a week ago when we first tried to yeah. record. Yeah. Um, so, 20K. Mm. How was that? Exciting. I, it's a weird one. It, it, it's, you get to a point and, it, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a strange one. I, and I, I don't know how to look at it anymore. I just, you never really consider the actual number. You just sort of, it's like a video game. You see the number go up and you see it as, you almost see it like a, like a game score, like some points in a game or something. That's kind of how you look at it. And mm-hmm. there comes a point where it's exciting, sure. But like back when I was like a lot younger, I was like, I got like 20 subscribers and I was like, this is amazing. This is so cool. Look at that. Oh, I've got 20, I got 20 whole subscribers, guys. Look at that. Amazing. Um, <laughs> And then like a hundred, then a thousand, and like twenty thousand is amazing. But like, it just was like, oh yeah, cool, great. I'm really happy about that. That's great. But like, yeah. I wasn't like freaking out. We had a party. We we had a, we had a gathering. We had a few drinks, and that that was that. You know, we had a bit of a celebration in our house. But beyond that, like, it wasn't like a. So I think with when it's like, I don't know when it's less. I think it comes out of nowhere. When it's twenty k. Yeah, I was on like nineteen point five, and like. For, for yeah but it's and it was like it's not like yeah you don't coming. usually get 20k out of nowhere do you like no. you know, not many people get it overnight so yeah yeah no that it does make sense like, obviously that you not necessarily become desensitized to it but because mm. obviously you, you still you can see that you're appreciative and like you're amazed by the fact that it's happened which you shouldn't be because you deserve it but um yeah, just look. I, I I get what you mean. Like I'm I'm sort of going through that now. I'm going through the start mm. where the little numbers uh, yeah are, exactly. are massive to me, which is it is, it is yeah. it's really exciting. Um, so what what inspired you to to kick off with the whole YouTube thing? You know, I mean, I don't. I always I always loved being in front of like a camera. I always loved that sort of thing. Not in the sense of like being an actor or anything. I always, I hated that. Because like I don't know, I get a bit anxious about doing all public stuff. But um, yeah, you know, I remember like even looking back to when 
like my, my younger brother was born when I was about six. Like my mum, there's so many videos of my mum trying to like video my brother and me just jumping in front of the camera trying to take the limelight whatever and yeah. if, like my mum would like film me for a bit and then if she panned away to my newborn baby brother i just stop and wait for him to come back to me so i could continue talking um i've always had the sort of appeal to do that sort of stuff and i always loved um watching youtube and all that sort of thing i, I consume next to no youtube now which is really sad i just haven't got the time for it and i yeah. so many youtube creators that i love i just can't keep up with um but yeah, no, I was always I was always inspired by a lot of different people. I think like Yogg's cast was always like a big one for me in terms of like comedic style and all that sort of thing. It just I always wanted to just do YouTube and have fun with it, and I still do. <laughs> you know, I just yeah. want to enjoy it. I don't. I'm not interested about you know. Obviously, like it, it's like viewing figures is always a weird sort of taboo debate, really, in it because it's not a thing of like I don't make videos for views, but if you're making a series and it's getting less views, you know that the people who are watching your channel aren't as bothered. So you may as well put your time yeah. into something else. So it's not about, so it's sort of, they're important, but they're also not important. I'd love to sit here mm-hmm. and go, I don't care what views I get. I really enjoy making the content that I make. But a part of me is like, if the content that I really enjoyed making eventually got like two views a video, then I'd probably make go, yeah, I'll change that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think, yeah. I think that make it makes sense because there's, there's a difference between, there's people who want views for clout mm. and like, for their reputation mm. but there's people who want views because they want to entertain people like they they want to they want to make something that people enjoy mm. and the views are sort of a way of showing yeah. are people enjoying this are people interested in this yeah and that's that's the big thing with that and the most time i've ever looked at views and stuff is in regards to like the classic reviews that i used to do i'll you'll find that on my on my channel i'll do classic doctor who reviews like I'll do a few at once and stop and not say anything yeah. about them for months. That's just because you bring it back, people go, oh, classic Doctor Who, let's watch that. And then when it's a weekly thing, people go, yep, yep, yep. And then more people drop off to the point where it's like, enough people have dropped off. I can stop doing these now. Maybe jump back to it in a couple of months time. People will jump on it again. Because yeah. it's a new thing. People like new things. And if I'm continually posting stuff about um, just the sort of same like type of content and people aren't less and less people are watching it it's like right okay i gotta cut this at some point yeah of course yeah that makes sense um and you are you are one for trying new things i must say yeah this year especially you've you've done some some out there stuff Mm. not not necessarily like you know you're not doing psychedelic stuff but it's it's you know um a couple that I wanted to mention. So first mm. of all, you know, earlier this year, you made, well, you made two videos. You did the history of the Doctor and the history yeah. of the Master, which is more of a long form, almost like a documentary sort of style. Yeah. Um, what What was that like to make? Was it is it something that you've wanted to do for ages? And yeah, I mean, I I started writing it after the time the children came out. I, I loved, um, you know, and. Uh, even rewatching it the other day for the Doctor Who Day thing, I I don't care about people's opinions on it. If you you either love it or you hate it, that's totally fine. But I'm, yeah. I'm not going after anyone for their opinion. I'm just going to say that I love it. I think it's a brilliant story, and I think it you know it, it definitely has its flaws. Don't get me wrong; it's not it's not yeah. perfect. But the things that it introduces with the Timeless Child, I quite like. 
as the kind of person that I am that consumes Doctor Who and lore and all that sort of thing, I really like what they did with that. So mm-hmm. I thought, I want to make a video about it. It just took me a long time to script it together. I think I started scripting it, then had a break, and then all COVID stuff kicked off, and then I eventually got back to it. Um, and then finished it off and just sort of did it within a, um, about a month or so, and I was, I was really yeah. chuffed with it. And the master was about two weeks, about the same sort of thing, just less to talk about. That The main bulk of that was just the animations because there's less of the master's life on screen. Uh, he's only mm-hmm. had like one regeneration on screen, so you think about how many incarnations there are, it's like I have to do a little animation for each regeneration and stuff and try and work out stuff. Um, yeah, of course. And there was a little extra thing that I, I really enjoyed doing was, and this is probably where the, those sorts of videos might go in the future, was when Big Finish did the um, the Missy Series 2 box set with the Lumiat, um, which I'm not going to give anything away, but it does add some stuff to the Master's timeline. I mm-hmm. made a little 10-minute video-ish, um, basically in exactly the same style as like a little add-on to the complete history of the Master, basically correcting some stuff and opening up some other stuff, basically. Yeah. Well, I love them both. I think they were both so well made like i that you can just see like the the passion and yeah the the patience as well it like it must have been frustrating um what we'll do i'm going to take a little break mm. even though we've, we've technically just had a break, we just took a break but here, we'll, yeah. we'll We'll take another little break. <laughs> we want to look. We we want to look at more sometimes. Um, <laughs> and when we come back, we are going to take a little wander over to the shelf and see what George wants to add to the DVD collection. Welcome back. Now we're back. Who knew? Yeah, we're back. We've we've just spent like ten minutes just chatting about Santara. Yeah, we're very we're very giddy. <laughs> we're, we're very excited. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna leave Santarans for a little mm. while. Yeah. And we are gonna hear what your selection is gonna be for mm-hmm. the DVD collection. The Unicorn and the Wasp or Lover Monsters? Which one do you think I prefer? No, I mean, which one do you want to watch first? You are pulling my leg. Right. Okay. I hope you like the jingle, by the way. Um, I love it. I made a, I made a jingle. You don't know what it is. No. It's it's Hot Fuzz. I, ju- I literally just put a clip from Hot Fuzz in there. Brilliant. I'm oh, so brilliant. Lady. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Um... Okay, so in terms of an uh, an episode or story that I love and feel like it deserves to be on the shelf, I'm thank you go for, for summarising the whole feature. Yeah, I just... you, you just did it for me, <laughs> and you did it much more eloquently than I could. So, I feel like thank you. I feel like I feel like I want to go for something that isn't totally obvious that I like. I feel like I like the episodes that people generally like with Doctor Who, but it's not about that because those episodes are probably inevitably going to end up here anyway. 
Yeah, they will. Unless everyone thinks like this. And yeah. then it's like episode 472 and like Genesis isn't on the shelf yet. And people <laughs> are losing their minds. Yeah. Um, but um, go ahead. Yeah. What so is your selection? I'm going to pick the God Complex. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's a good one, isn't it? Because it's... It is a good one. It's a, diff- it's a weird one. It's one that people never really think of when they think about the best Doctor Who episodes. But maybe that's because people don't like it. But I, I love it. I think it's brilliant. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's the connection to the hotel and that I really like The Shining. Maybe it's uh, lots of things. But I feel like Matt Smith's performance in that story is on point as the Doctor, one of his best Doctor performances. Oh, as yeah. is the companions. The side characters are so, like, full of depth. You feel something when they like die. It's 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 it is good. They've done a lot of good stuff with that story and the general mm-hmm. aesthetic. They've managed to create almost like not really like a base under siege story, but it kind of is. But in a hotel, yeah, in like a weird they're, alien they're, hotel, and it's like yeah, there's some of my favorite stories when you you sort of get a base under siege, but it's not really a base and it's not really under siege. Yeah, but it's it is a base under siege. Always, yeah, yeah, it is, and I, I like it when they mess with that with that concept a bit because little like alien as much as i love a base on the siege everyone who watches doctor who Mm. most people love a base on the siege but you know gray corridors and yeah like space stations and yeah it can get a little bit dull so it's nice to see them you know mess around with it a bit and go for a hotel which is and and it's cool because it it just it I don't know, it has this sort of really strange vibe to it that I just really like. And it the whole way through, it's just weird and works just right from the get-go. They've got all the photos on the wall. The budget for the episode is probably really small because it's when you've probably got like a couple corridors worth of set. But it's still mm-hmm. good. It's still brilliant. And yeah. I think that goes to show that you don't need flashy visuals or like incredible set design to have like a masterpiece on your hands. I think you've got a pretty good story here that definitely deserves to be on the shelf. And I feel like it's done on such a small scale but that's why it works if it was a big if you had a big shot like establishing shot of this floating hotel in space ruins it you know what i mean like every little thing that you add it would ruin it keep it as it is simplistic easy to watch and there you go you've got it yeah and it's yeah it's a little gem it's one of them great mm. one-off matt i i've always thought that matt's era is at its best with those those one-off stories. Mm. Um, you know, you get like things like Vincent and the Doctor, like just one one parters. If edited like what people would usually call filler, mm. is some of my favourite Matt stuff. And yeah. the, the God Complex is is definitely in there because he mm. just he just takes it and runs with it, doesn't he? He he. He has an absolute oh. ball with Absolutely. scripts like this. Yeah. He's incredible. And I love him as, as the Doctor anyway, but like the specific um, mention of this episode in particular is just he does something different. And I don't know what it is that's different, but he just manages to... Maybe it's the script. Maybe it's the script and how he deals with it, but he seems like more comedic mm. and more thoughtful than like he's ever like been and like, like throughout his era. Not like to like an nth degree. There's also times where he's been like really good version of his doctor but like if i were to show someone an episode of matt smith's era or if i was then to show anyone who's never seen doctor who before an episode of doctor who to go this is what it is i'd show them this 
It's brilliant. It's it's not the best starting on point, but it's a good way to get people in the yeah. show. You watch that, and there's so many themes and ideas and concepts. You get a total view as to who the Doctor is. You get a total view as to who the Doctor is to the companions, who the companions are, how they feel, what they what their emotions are, what their drives are. Yeah. And you even get that with the side characters. The side characters in this episode could even be companions, one of which was even teased to be a companion. Yes, that's what I was going to ask. Was I've not seen it for a while. What's what's her name again? I've completely forgotten. Rita, that's it. Yeah. Rita, great side character. Oh, fantastic! Great, yeah. great little one-off character. But like, and, even, even like the young lad and the sort of the the gambler guy who's gone a bit like crackers. Yeah, I, I think they're all great. They're all really well done and just really, really enjoyable. They're just great to watch. Yeah, it needs a rewatch. Yeah. I really, really yeah, need to rewatch the story. As well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I might. I might whack it out tonight. But it's it's in it's in the DVD collection. There we go. Brilliant. It goes on the shelf alongside Thin Ice, which mm-hmm. is Tom Vance's pick, our first ever pick. Good shout. So we've got on a a twelfth Doctor story, and then an eleventh Doctor story, and uh, I'm liking it so far. I'm liking it a lot. The shelf is still sparse. But it's looking good. Mm. So, got another little feature now. Yeah. It's features galore from here on in. Mm. We've got some questions from all you lovely people. Oh, right. On Twitter. Okay. For God's sake! Bloody Twitter! Little jingle. Ding. Yeah, this is well. This is the first time. I've, this is the first time I've recorded whilst knowing what the jingles are. Yeah. Um, and now I have to reference the fact that I'm so lazy because the jingle for this is just David Tennant saying, "Bloody Twitter." From oh, Broadchurch. that's amazing. It's I the love only that. thing that that, that oh, came into my head for this. Amazing. Um, totally appropriate. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, had to be done. Love had that. to be done. So. I want to, I want to speed run this. Oh, slightly. Not, okay. not, not, not. You know, don't. Okay. It doesn't have to be a one-word answer. Yeah. But you know, let's let's try and get get a bit of flow going because there's quite a lot. We've got quite a few questions. Oh, there. How, how like many? Eight approximately? or nine questions. Wow. Eight, okay. eight or nine questions to run through. Um, and I had to cut a few as well. Oh. Um, which is a shame. Yeah. But, um. Just, just tweet George. I'm sure you'll. Yeah, yeah. yeah just ask, ask him. Jump on the live stream and ask me. I'll probably answer it there. Or here you go. It, you'll appreciate this. Watch every single video that George has ever put out, yeah. and the answer might be in there somewhere. You never know. You never know. It'll be a hell of a watch, but you never yeah. know. Yeah. Who knows? Know. So, <laughs> question yeah. number one. Good plug. You. This is from pronunciations god i always struggle with this Better. Uh, Dixter, Dixter, Dixter master Dixter master yeah. Dixter. I, I, yeah i've gone yeah. full Monday. we said this yeah. last week i'm sure i was gonna I say i'm getting a bit of deja vu i'm sure i'm gonna like i really just <laughs> stretched out just pain you just struggling like, yeah yeah what did they say Either. what did they ask <laughs> <laughs> so they, they asked, um, shall I just read out all the questions in a Mondasian Cyberman voice? 
I'm not going to do that. If you want to do that, go for it. Don't tempt me. Um, <laughs> you you are asked to yeah. write a story mm. by Chibnall ah. for series 13. Okay. What is it? What characters? And what's the plot? Okay. This is my go-to. I, I've, I think I've talked about this before, but I, this is my go-to because I just love it as an idea when I first thought of it. And I don't even know if it was my idea. I'm sure I probably have seen something somewhere that suggested it and thought that's a great idea. But I like maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's fine. Mind. Roll with the plagiarism. Yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, King James the first gunpowder plot. Thirteen and Yaz. They hate. Well, Thirteen hates King James because of his morals and values that he showcased in the Witchfinders. So much so that she didn't even speak to him towards the end of the episode. Um, I think it'd be great to have him, uh, King James, under threat by some sort of alien force. The gunpowder plot is actually going to work for some reason because of the alien influence and the Doctor needs to work with someone that she hates to um, stop that from happening and make history sort of revert its course. It's Rosa, but as if like the person they're trying to protect and like the person the event is based around is someone that they've already met and don't like. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Where, you, where I like I like those stories where the Doctor has to end up on the wrong side of history mm. a little bit. Um, yeah. in a way to keep things keep things as as they're meant to be mm. um that's a great idea that is a i'm sure it's a future episode for the dvd I, collection. I, I hope so i hope so i, th- I feel like with alan coming being tempted to come back he, he would he'd be t- he'd totally down for that and i'm sure that but it would only sort of work in geordie's era so i'd hope that if they were going to do something like that they'll do it yeah soon. yeah that would make a great series 13 story get joy wilkinson back wow. do it. yeah do it uh, another question mm. from B Tardis Facts. Oh, brilliant! She's everywhere. B's <laughs> everywhere. We said I said this last week, and I want to give a little shout out as well because B is running part of a fundraiser at the minute. Yeah, go over to at Tardis Facts because it's an amazing fundraiser, and they are absolutely smashing it. Yeah, they're the doing moment. incredible. They are doing really, really good. Yeah really smashing it so what two characters from different eras would mm. you love to see meet each other and why two characters different eras yeah right god see i i that's a really weird because i just don't know how to there are so many characters in the show there's so many brilliant amazing characters um oh my god that is rough um, I I think, like I I probably want like an extremity. Like I'd want Ian Chesterton to meet like the thirteenth Doctor or something, or like or like the twelfth Doctor maybe. Mm. Or I'd want like I think Ace and Thirteen would be a really good mix. That would be great. Um, oh, the Brigadier with any person Anyone. ever. Yeah. Oh, just. I'm so sad that we never saw the Brig in New Who. I was—I know he was in Sarah Jane, but <sighs> I don't know why not. So I don't was... know why they didn't do it for like Stolen Earth or something. Maybe he just wasn't up for it. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what—that's what. Well, I think he was—he me- was meant to come back, wasn't he? I think I've heard David Tennant say that. Oh no, he—he he was meant to be in the uh, Wedding of Sarah Jane mm. episode, which would have seen. David Tennant and the Brig on screen 
mm. but he was unfortunately too ill to to film. Oh, that's so sad. Mm. It would have been amazing. He um, is, he's he's an incredible. He's he's an absolute legend, and it's it's such a, it is such a shame. I don't. Yeah, but I, I think that that would be a great pairing. Um, yeah, I think that's sort of answers it. I don't really know because there's so many amazing characters. Ooh. I'd I'll love just have one that's, that's popped in, in my head. Simple, yeah. yeah, I've had one that's popped in my head. Come on. Right, give me a Sergeant Benton <laughs> and Wilf spin-off. Oh wow! Where they're both, that's where they're both brilliant. old. Where they're both old. Oh. Give me, give me Wilf with all of the unit guys. In their like seventies and eighties, oh. fighting, fight like fighting aliens down the bingo hall, and oh, that's amazing! I love oh. that. I actually, that, you've Let's smashed it. You've 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 smashed it. That is amazing, Wilf. Yeah, I'm, um, a bit, I'm I'm a bit excited. I'm, I yeah. might have to write this. Yeah, I'm gonna write this. <laughs> it's like an old you folks. Have have, it's like yeah, it's yeah. essentially. Doctor Who does Last of the Summer Wine. It's <laughs> a really niche reference. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to anyone who lives outside of the UK and is, you know, like under the age of 65 who didn't get that reference. Um, next question mm. is from Danny underscore Sorrel. And he has asked, okay. what's the most overrated New Who story? Mm. You know, I'm going to say something, and I, this doesn't mean it's Is this bad. another hot take? Is this, this another hot take? It's, quite, it's, it's because not we got, hot, it's in, boiling. It's, we, got, we got a hot take from Tom last week, very hot, which was that Tom's first season, season mm. 12, is not just bad. He said it's the worst series of all of Who combined. Wait, season twelve or series? Season twelve, season twelve. As in Tom's Tom. first series with Genesis, he said Genesis is the only good story. Well, he's just wrong. That's that's not even <laughs> that's not even an opinion because you can't discredit the Santaran experiment like that. That's the it's best story of all time. It's such a good. It's <laughs> such a good story. The Santaran experiment. Um, this hot take, right? Overrated, but not bad. Definitely not bad. It's brilliant, but overrated. Heaven sent. It's everyone, <sighs> everyone, it's everyone raves about it. And it is a great story, but it's always people's go to. If someone says, What's your favorite episode? Like, Heaven sent. It's like, It's great. Don't get me wrong, but like, I know what you mean. It's, it's not, it's, it is a masterpiece, but it's not the most watchable episode of all time. I, it's not one that I can always go back to and go, This is like, Yeah, it's, you have to be in a certain one... mood. Whereas some Doctor Who episodes that are good, you can just watch whenever because they're just, they're easy going. Maybe that's me yeah. being a bit, you know, just trying to hate the game a little bit, but I don't really, nah, nah. I don't know. I, I haven't I, sent I, strikes I me mean. as overrated, not like bad by any, st- it's fantastic. It's brilliant. But I feel like people hold it in like such a high regard that it's become now like a thing where it's like, it puts me off the episode because yeah. people love it that much. And like unconditionally, it's like, it isn't perfect. It's, it's pretty good and it's definitely one of the best things of mm. Doctor Who history but it's not like I don't know it's not all the be on and end all it's not like 
it's not like you what like I, I didn't watch that episode and go, well, you may as well stop the show because they've peaked. It's not yeah. Better than that. Well, no, it did, but you know. Yeah, no, I I I understand what you mean. You've you've not gone, mm. you've not gone full hot take. You've not no. gone scorching take there. You've yeah. I mean, I'm, but well, we're I'm definitely. Wor- I'm, I'm worried about the reaction to that though, because that is uh, very warm. People like Kevin Sent. It's a great episode. It's it's mm. un. I think the fact that they pulled it off on, like, it's essentially like a little art house film, like yeah, on a yeah, on yeah. a on a one episode budget is mental that they pulled it off but it's like going back to a phrase that's coming up a lot with the dvd collection it's not really Mm. quintessential doctor who is it you don't watch it and think like if you want to watch a doctor who episode Mm. you wouldn't go for heaven sent because it's not really it's depressing a Doctor Who episode, is it? Yeah, it's, it's sort it's of an like, odd one. It's like a, a, it's like a one-off. Like, wow, they managed to pull it out of the bag there. But it's like a one-off. You can't do that again. They could never do that again, and that's fine. But like, world enough in time, they could probably do something like that again. And that's the, like that's yeah. why I'm that's sort of looking forward to because like, well, they could try something different and do that sort of same same sort of similar thing again. Heaven sent, you can't really do that again. It works and it's brilliant, but it's it's. It is a bit overrated. People love it a bit too much, I find. And it's it's great, don't get me wrong. It's deserved in a lot yeah. of places, but there are certain people who have, over years, made me dislike it slightly. Just by, I'm prob- like... I'm, I'm probably one of those people. Oh, I, 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 I love I, it. I don't think so. I, I mean, love it. It's brilliant, don't get me wrong, but there's there are some people who like adore it unconditionally and always like talk about it. And I just yeah. uh, I just don't get it. I, I, I like it. It's a great story, but it's not one that I think about every second of the day. Yeah. So, another question from yeah. Earl Grey Trekkie. Amazing name. Great name. Yeah. Is, what's your favourite, oh, this is a great question. Oh. What's your favourite moment of sheer emotion that is well acted in Doctor Who? It's a very niche question, but. Oh my gosh. What a, what a question that is. It's a good one, isn't it? It's well, a good one. So, like, just like a moment that was just sort of really like emotionally rich in terms of acting and performance and all that sort of thing, like like perfection, yeah. basically. Yeah. Oh god, there's so many though. There's so many brilliant moments. Yeah, this is like that is. I mean, there's how, fifty yeah. years. Like, this it, it's like a discussion in, in itself. Of, in terms of emotion, in terms of like like a drive and and like that that seems so well acted i'm gonna list off a few because i can't pick one right? oh of course yeah list a few off um amy and the doctor's goodbye and angels take manhattan oh the rings of akatane speech manhattan. utopia um the master revealing uh, revealing himself incredible that whole sequence is incredible and Derek jacoby is a fantastic actor um there's so much energy there. And those three stick out to me. And may, yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe breaking the wall from heaven sent. Or oh, do I dare say that after my last question? <laughs> I, <suppose. laughs> I don't know. But I, it is, it is a great, he's, he's a fantastic actor. And Peter Capaldi did a fantastic yeah. job with that. Peter, I feel like, yeah, I feel like Peter Capaldi's the, the one who has this the most. Mm. I mean, if I was going to reel off a few. Oh, I feel like. Saigon Inversion as well, yeah. Yeah, that That's, speech. I always forget about that one because I don't really like the rest of the story. Also, 
there's also is yeah in a in a bit of a again like I'm not that keen on the story but this scene is blows me away every time I watch it which is when Clara and the mm. Doctor are in the TARDIS in um, Death in Heaven. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, is it in Death in Heaven or is it the other one? Death in Heaven? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when after after she throws the keys, essentially. Yeah. That's, it's, that, it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, it's such a nice scene. And, and his speech in the doctor falls is mm. there at oh, the end yeah, you know the yeah. kind speech it's, yeah it's unbelievable well, just, just just i think the response to this question then in that case would just be peter capaldi yeah there we go oh actually there's a tiny little bit in classic who that i want to mention oh, go on. Go just because you haven't because in and it's probably not in a story that you'd expect but there's tom in the pirate planet there's a scene where he's essentially debating with the the pirate captain why he's doing what he's doing. Like, what? Why are you doing that? And he he sort of just snaps. Um, mm. You haven't seen this story, have you? I haven't, I, no, I haven't I, seen no. But yeah, it's it's a really rare moment where because you get moody Tom and you get grumpy Tom. You don't necessarily always get angry, shouting Tom. So it really stands out mm. in, in in that because it's a really short scene as well. It, it doesn't go on for long. But yeah, he just and it's yeah, it just feels like it comes out of nowhere. Mm. He just snaps. It's like and you can hear it in his voice. Just like why, why, what is the reason for you doing this? Like the years have taken their toll, and I just wanted to mention that I really like that bit. It's a great little moment. Um, next question mm. is from Sean Wales underscore. Okay, these people just want to get you cancelled. Um, who do you, <laughs> who do you think is the stronger writer out of Moffat and Chibnall? Stephen Moffat. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. It's good. It's good. I mean, I, I think. I think, I like, think so as well. I I, 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 love Chris Chibnall's work. I really do. But I think Moffat, as a story writer, has a lot of very interesting and intriguing ideas. And I'm not saying that Chibnall doesn't. I feel like Chibnall definitely brings a lot to the table. But there's a difference between writer and showrunner. Stephen Moffat yeah. is a fantastic, phenomenal writer. He always has been. My problems with him come with showrunning. Yeah. And how he structures his arcs, what ideas he has to pad out a series, what he ta- what he does to communicate with the other writers that he's working with. That's yeah. my issue. Not. And then I, I think I have the opposite issue with Chibnall. I think he's a fantastic showrunner. Yeah, agreed. Um, but then his individually written episodes are where things fall fall down a little bit for me. Mm. So yeah, I I can I completely agree. Mm. Um and I, I'd say that Moffat is the better writer for Doctor Who, but Chibnall 
is a better writer outside of Doctor Who. Yeah. I think things like Broadchurch and other stuff that I've seen. It, yeah, he's done I think so much. It's, so, it's, so, like, it's such a difficult question because it's like, well, what, what do you mean? Do you mean Doctor Who? Do you mean... Uh, but even still, it's like showrunning. I think Chibnall... And this, even this in itself might be a hot take. I, I think Chibnall is definitely the better showrunner of the two. I think he... Yeah. He understands what he's doing. You might not like to admit it, and that's just because maybe I like his era more than other people. And I, I totally get that. I'm, it's all down to personal preference, but that's why I'm being asked the question. I... I like Chris Chibnall um, and his work. I like Stephen Moffat and his work, but both yeah. of them have their strengths. And they, yeah, I, I feel like Chibnall's better at showrunning than he is at writing. And I think that Moffat is yeah. better at writing than he is at showrunning. And that's just how um, that is. To pit them against each other is difficult, I think. It is. Chibnall did a great job with Torchwood, for example. Um, and I think he did a great job with his series. I don't think the episode writing and dialogue is as good as some of Moffat's work. Definitely not. You can't get to like Blink yeah. level. That's like, but Blink's like a classic and like Empty Child and like Silence in the Library, Girl in the Fireplace. Like his Rusty Davis era stuff was brilliant. And so was some of yeah. his era stuff as well. But, you know, Chibnall, Chibnall's a great showrunner. He just sort of slightly lacks in the like, writing department for me, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I completely agree with everything you said there. Yeah. Um, oh, here we go. We've got a we've got a daft little question from a daft question. Our oh. first guest, ah. Tom Vance. Oh, brilliant! Pr- prior to his banning from Twitter, oh. bless him. Hashtag unban Vance. Hashtag Vance. Vance. Um, he's asked you to rank the Morbius doctors from <laughs> least to most <laughs> sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God! Hang on, let me get them up. Oh, because I don't, I don't know that I don't know the names that correlate with them. I'm sorry, I'm not that good. Yeah, no, it's it's it is hard to remember. But I am doing this. <laughs> um, hang on, I think let me get this I think um, is Hinchcliffe in there? Uh, he's in. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Right, hang Hinchcliffe's on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, from, so from least to, be, to to most sexy, do you least say? to most sexy. So straight <laughs> off the bat, oh, there you go, mate. oh, that's a really difficult one. Um, oh, I'm gonna go Robert Banks Stewart at the bottom because he looks a bit like um, he looks a bit like Piers Morgan. And it puts me off a bit. Um, <laughs> Piers Morgan, Doctor. <laughs> next. Um, George uh, Galicio. I don't trust his mustache, but I do like his top hat. Oh, I, I just don't I, trust his mustache. Yeah, when when I read this question, he jumped like near the top for me. I was like, I'm liking the top hat and the mustache. He's got a good. He's it's got a, a good top one. hat, but it's a it's a scary mustache, my guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I <laughs> I know my answer. I know I know my number one straight off the bat. But I'm gonna wait for you. You you okay. continue. Okay, and next is Christopher Baker. Just because okay. of his outfit, he looks like Guy Fawkes. It's just weird. Um, oh yeah, yeah, has he got like the little goatee? Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to remember these from off the top. Yeah, of my head. yeah. yeah. Um, then, oh, it's difficult. Hang on. Um, this might be the most serious part of the podcast. Yeah, I'm genuinely this might trying be to the, work mo- this the out. most I'm... intense. 
because I'm between. I'm between. You're going quicker than I thought. Um, it's like it's we'll like go, you yeah, about we'll it say before. we'll say Douglas Camfield because he he gives a bit of a weird glare in the Morbius Doctor Four. Okay, Cam Camfield was my number one. Was he? I was. I was oh, straight no in with Camfield. No one ever me. Well, or or Hinchcliffe. I'm I'm undecided. Uh, Graham Harper, who I do love, but um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a weird angle. Um, <laughs> I have to try and justify these. Um, uh, Christopher Barry, it's a fantastic tell, beard. Tell tell Graham Harper why he's not sexy. <laughs> that's what that's, that's what we just done. <laughs> Tell Graham. I don't Harper. have to justify my decision. Why? Hang on. <laughs> I don't have to justify why I don't find Graham Harper sexy. Graham Harper is a very talented man, very brilliant individual, very, very incredibly talented mind. I just don't happen to think he's. He's definitely. He's in the top half, I think. He's in the top half. Keep digging. There we go. Keep digging that hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christopher Barry's next. Okay. You're gonna push me for an, like a reason there, or what? No, right. I think you, okay. So um, I think you've justified enough. It's um, fine. I think everyone from here is probably pretty sexy. And then Robert Holmes, because that 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 wig uh, is incredible. Yeah. Um, got the Holmes and Hinchcliffe are both in here. And then we go. I think that's that in it. I, I think I mentioned everyone other than Philip Hinchcliffe, number one. Look at that. Look at that Hinch, hair. Hinchcliffe's your number one. Look at that yeah. hair. Look at that hair. I like man. that. Hinchcliffe and Holmes have to be next to each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they, you, you've just got to say Hinchcliffe, then Holmes. Exactly. Can't. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think Tom was, was probably expecting such an in-depth answer. Well, um, he's got one. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, and I, I'm really sorry, Graham. I'm really sorry. I just... Uh, you you've really you've really upset him. I'm he's, sure. he's in the top but, half. Uh, <laughs> I feel I quite I feel sorry for uh, Glacier with the mustache. Yeah, he's sad as well. You made them all sad. Um <laughs> What it, with this is just you've taking a complete turn. Uh, <laughs> but this um we're gonna go straight back to a serious question. Yeah. What's the hardest challenge that you've faced in your YouTube career? That's from Gratton Adam, who I assume is a person called Adam Gratton. But don't saying... Uh, don't assume. What? Don't assume. My don't assume. Gratton Adam. Yeah. Okay, Gratton. Um, here's, here's, here's my answer. I don't know what my answer is. I just want to say here, Gratton. Um, oh, I don't know. Um... The biggest challenge. Oh, um, oh, I, I honestly, that's a really difficult question because I don't know what to. I don't know what to say to that one. It's a really weird one because I don't. I don't think there's anything that's really struck me as particularly um, challenging. It's really, I guess, like I don't know. I think when you've got to get something out on time and you're, you're really pressuring yourself to get like a video out or something like the live stream that I've got coming up, but like that's a big thing, which is like, that is a challenge. Yeah. That's like a thing that's, that's, that's mm -hmm. taking a lot out of me. But in terms of a thing, I think, um, it came early on just trying to get noticed a little bit and things really yeah. just, just trying to, trying to get seen, trying to make that breakthrough. Um, 
and that was sort of the biggest challenge but then it was also the easiest challenge as well because I spent years trying to go like oh I need to try and get subscribers and stuff and then I stopped caring and then I ended up getting them then I, I think it's just it's a mentality as well and I think when I was yeah. felt challenged by that it wasn't going well yeah and now no, I'm not that's, a um, and that's it's, a great it's, answer it's, it's great yeah great answer Grattan I, I hope you have happy. I hope you enjoyed that yeah uh, <laughs> um at Jamie underscore season seven okay. asks... Is that his birth name? Uh, I think it is. Potentially. Th- J- Jamie's, Jamie's um, about on Twitter. He's he's obsessed with Pertwee, so he's probably turned off. Um, well, I prefer that than, than um, Matt Smith's Series 7, so that's good. Yes, mm. fair enough. Um, are there any stories that you consider to be guilty pleasures? What what are your little guilty guilty Doctor Who pleasures? Uh, I think I know what might come there. <laughs> it's such an obvious answer, isn't it? There is such um, an obvious answer that everyone's gonna jump to in their head. He's he's loving monsters. He's got to be he's it's loving so monsters. funny. Everyone, knows right? There's three. There's loving, loving monsters. monsters. I know that from, yeah. from from sort of wor- like worst to best in terms of like the guilty pleasure ones. All from fifty five. It's a bit of a guilty yeah. pleasure. I hate it at first, now I just find it a bit of a I just because I know it's stupid and funny. It's like the modern day love and monsters, but not as good. Then love and monsters, right? My number one guilty pleasure for a, a Doctor Who story, because yeah. it's always funny. It's never boring. It's always funny and it's got really serious themes in it, but it's absolutely hilarious and it's boom ten. I absolutely love it. <laughs> oh, I love boom ten. Do you think it's a guilty pleasure? I feel like it's a guilty pleasure because it's not one that people go, that's the best episode of Doctor Who I've seen in a long, long time. I like, love it. It is. I though, absolutely it, it, love Boontown. It's so fun. As well. It's sandwiched between like Doctor Dancers and Bad Wolf. So it's always going to get a little bit forgotten. It does get forgotten. And it is yeah. a bit stupid. but And it's 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 Mimi as, it's Mimi as shit. It's got so much in it. And it's funny. Yeah. I just find it so funny and, and entertaining. Um, it is. It's brilliant. Final question comes from the wonderful Max C. Curtis mm. at Max C. Curtis, who, again, I'm going to assume, obviously, I know he's called Max Curtis. Here's, here's my answer, um, Curtis. Yes. So he's asked, mm. and this is going to lead on to a little chat as well. Okay. Because I want to talk about this. It's got to come up. What other Doctor Who episodes deserve the noir treatment. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to like burst out laughing at that. I suppose this is really like rude. I didn't mean to be nah, rude. Nah, not at all. I just sort of like, I didn't expect that to be the question. Oh. Was it laughing in fear at the thought of yeah. making more noir yeah, episodes? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I love? Just on a side note, I, I, I mean, there's the obvious ones, right? First of all, Blink. 
uh, is, is a great one. I definitely want to consider. If if it's me doing it, The Doctor Falls probably. It needs to be done at some point. Yeah. Just so I can make a film, like a full feature length version. Um, oh my God. Yes. We'll see. Um, Do that. We'll see. Um, oh, Christ. There's so many. I mean, Angels Take Manhattan's always a shout as well because that is like a detective kind of noiry type thing. Yeah, that's not one I thought of. But it works, though. And it I, would I work. Kind of, I kind of like the idea of it. Um, beyond and that, Weeping Angels in black and white would be. Yeah, exactly. Just any Weeping Angel episode, really. Would, but then, would probably but, then work. May, but maybe it's it's worth if I ever do develop this as like a long term project. Maybe it is worth doing a story for different monsters. Maybe it is worth doing that as the Weeping Angel story, Doctor Falls and World Enough as the Cyberman, and picking a Dalek story. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, mm-hmm. I think lots of episodes deserve noir treatment i think it's 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 such a underrated uh, like idea and I, and I absolutely love the style of it but I, I would like to say um generally there's been a lot of people who have um put stuff on twitter which is like their fan-made poster for like a potential noir episode of like doctor who and mm-hmm. the posters i have to say are so good i am already stunned that like I'm honestly worried that if i ever do try these episodes that i'll never be able to match the quality of their poster and it's like it's so i'm just i'm baffled that like something that i wanted to work on in my free time there wasn't even a youtube thing um you you even got me making one i made one as well did you yeah i probably you you know i think i probably did did because you you get so many yeah there's like like there's um, a good there's a good few of them that i've probably seen it and loved and it's probably one of the ones i loved and it's like yeah it's such a great idea just black and white doctor who episodes a lot more new who episodes mm. is a genius idea so yeah like i made one for blink when it was yes. you know when that Halloween you know thing that's the one i was on. talking about it's brilliant yeah. oh thank you oh, oh it's good there's, i mean it's it, there's, there's quite a few and i've just i just think like it's so like it's so brilliant to see like not not only people make doing those posters that's already great but people going put making those posters put them on twitter going at age creature i look at this i'm like it's cool but like I've like I don't know done yeah. this thing where people have just like caught on to this like trend all of a sudden. You've inspired like... a movement. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to I want to talk about it because I I I actually because I, I wanted to I actually saved it so I mm. didn't watch it um, when you first released it and I watched it a little bit more recently because um, mm. I was going to watch it a couple of weeks ago, and then I knew that you were coming on, so I thought, I'll watch it as part of my preparations. Mm. And I was absolutely blown away. It was absolutely incredible. Thank like, you. I, That's, yeah. you've, you've improved a masterpiece. I, That's I what would I never, feel like I mean, done. I could never... I mean, I love both versions, it, of course. That's I, fine. Yeah, but I, I personally would. <laughs> I the moment it finished, I was like, "Oh God, I need to, I need to rewatch that again. <laughs> I need to rewatch that." it's like I think you you said it in a video recently where it you said something along these lines where it's like people have played with this idea a little bit before, mm. where it's just. A filter but yeah you haven't you you've you've recut this you've actually edited this shot by shot 
and yeah it's yeah it's it's a weird one and it's 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 um it all came from me having um a new favorite film which was the lighthouse i watched that very recently and i adore yeah. it it's a fantastic film and for those who are listening yeah, if you haven't, haven't seen, seen it, it yet yeah watch it it's amazing i i loved the shining for years it was always my favorite film watch the lighthouse and it, it takes very few films to be able to do that i watched the lighthouse um twice within one week and then i went to see it at the cinema um when i could you know given covid and all that sort of thing wow. every single time it's brilliant it, it's a fantastic film and it amazes me as someone who was always quite fickle about the idea of um just thinking well, why why just, just have it in color you can see more why, why have you have it widescreen you can see mm-hmm. more but that film when i watched it i'm like that wouldn't work in widescreen that wouldn't work in color this is the only way to watch it and i was like and I, th- I put a tweet out, and you can probably still find it now. I was like, yeah. right after, about like a couple of days after I watched it, I was like, it'd be really cool if um, series thirteen had an entirely like noir, black and white four by three episode, just as a random thing, because Doctor Who could do that, and I would absolutely love, I, I, would, I would absolutely adore that if they did that. Um, yeah. And then I sort of thought, well, I've got a bit of time on my hands, and I kind of fancy doing a project. I thought. If I were to make, like, just get an episode of Doctor Who, recut it, redo it, just an episode, not a story, not like getting linked into any two parts or anything, just an episode, because I don't want to lose interest in this. What would people want? Yeah. And there was loads of ideas. Um, I put it in a poll, people voted for it, and despite some coming very close, World Enough in Time stole it. And I got to work. And it was, it was a thing of, um, I didn't want it to be, world enough in time but 60s that's not what it was what it is is it's that's why i called it noir i didn't call it like world Enough in time 60s edition because it's not that it's not that i didn't lower the quality of the video i didn't play about with it i added some noise here and there but i wanted the quality of the camera like the camera quality to remain the same so that it wasn't like a ball ache to watch it wasn't like the audio wasn't buggered or anything it was just it was the same episode it's just a different slightly different visual style not decreasing the quality in any sort of way shape or form Mm -hmm. and that's what stands out genuinely when when you watch it yeah it's like you said you know there's other people not to put them down it's exactly what they wanted to oh, do no, but course, they've made like 60s versions of dr episodes but this yeah is something different it's it, like it's not a unique idea and i i have seen so many people do like world Dumb and time things even like back in 2017 and i'm not trying to take anything away from them that's mm-hmm. they had an idea they did it and they did it very well i had the yeah. similar idea and i did it in my way in my own thing i'm not trying to say it's better but like recutting yeah. this episode um bit by bit I wanted to make, I, I had my own vision for it. And like, even still, like I wanted to, cause for me, just even though I went through the episode and every time the camera cut, sliced the footage and then just changed everything from like where it was. I mean, it must be about 400 different shots, 400, 500, at least different like, shots the to reframe, yeah. recolor, re, um, re-edit basically. Um, some of which didn't work. There was one shot that really didn't work and couldn't, I couldn't get right. And I had to like add some VFX to be able to actually make it work. And it's thankfully unnoticeable. And it's the shot where Bill's in the elevator and it's just a close up of our eyes. Um, because of like, even just even trying to cut it in, there's no way of being able mm-hmm. to have both of our eyes in that sort of short frame. So I had to sort of 
Yeah, that's not something that I thought of actually. Black filter around it and stuff. Uh, I, I get why people look at it in the trailer and stuff and go, "Well, you just put a filter on it." And like, yeah, that's fine. You can you can do that. But if you look at the shots and you put both episodes side by side, you'll see that this one yeah. shifts back and forward because of every shot being moved slightly to make the focus of each shot be. The focus of every shot should remain this. I, I, it was a, it was a love letter to Rachel Talalay's work. And when you're directing, you're mm-hmm. focusing on a particular subject, who's talking, and why are you framing them like that? What are you trying to convey? So that's what I wanted to keep with this. I wanted to do this, but I wanted to not just slap a filter on it. I wanted to still keep to what Rachel Talalay was trying to convey in every single shot of this marvellous episode. It needs to stick to the same thing, otherwise... Of course, yeah. Then it loses the meaning of what it is, and it, it, then it then it becomes disrespectful in my opinion. It's just like going, well, that, I, I could just stick a filter on that and then I've got something. It's like, I want to make it a version that's watchable. And then, you know, I, I add my own stuff in because I love to, I, I love the idea that I'd, I'd started hyping it up. People were looking forward to it. I was like, well, I've got to add some stuff in that will excite people when they watch it, like a big difference that they'll notice opposed to just yeah. um, moving it around. So, like, Like getting rid of the dab. Like getting rid of the dab, which yes. people notice. That's just a yeah. personal thing of mine. I hated that. And I was like, is there a way? I and I was looking at dab. it and I was going, is yeah. there a way for me to make it work in terms of the shot? And it was actually quite difficult to get rid of. Oh, yeah. It's seamless. It's but it absolutely works. seamless, though. And yeah, it does work. The one that no one actually picks up on, which is a really weird one, is uh, moving, well, getting rid of one of John Sims' lines where he says, give us a kiss. It's not in there. Oh, yeah. You did cut it's that. Not, he says... I yeah, hate that line. I, you I know, completely hey, agree. Hello, Missy. Yeah. I'm the master. I'm very worried about my future. And then it cuts to a shot of Missy and then to Capaldi. Opposed to it, cutting back to Sim and going, give us a kiss. And then to Capaldi. Yeah, because it's... it's Because I'm really worried about my future mm. is a great line. This It's a bit of a... You know, we're going back to like the uh, the Moffat writing, but mm. there, there are these elements where sometimes... He just, just gets a little bit too horny, doesn't he? <laughs> he just has to add a little. Yeah, I mean, the, doc- <laughs> the Doctor the Falls was going to be a hell of a bloody edit if I ever get around to that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God's yeah. sake, I can't wait. <laughs> well, I want to say on behalf of Doctor Who fans everywhere, thank you for doing it because it it's absolutely brilliant. And if you haven't seen it, please go and watch it. Uh, all, all of the links are on, on your Twitter. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll share it around at some at some point. Um, I'd yeah. love to be able to announce something like on this podcast and be like, "I'm working on this." I'm, uh, but I'm just not at the moment. Like, I I'm yeah. I might gear up to it. I might think about it. It's definitely something to consider, and I know people really enjoyed it. But I don't know. I'd have to get people. Yeah, it's not something it. you can do all the time because it's it's oh, such it took, a it took forever. Painstaking process. It was a big yeah. thing, and I'm very proud of it. Don't get me wrong. However, um, if I was to do it again it would take that entire process again and it would yeah. be working on stuff like that. But yeah, no, I, 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 I loved, and I was tempted to do a video about talking about all the little changes that were made and all that sort of thing. I never got around to it, but I, I kind of, I probably didn't want to do a tweet about it at some point, just cause I feel like I wanted people to watch it and see if they could spot the differences first. Um, yeah. And then like talk about it and be like, Hey, did you, did you catch this? Did you not? I mean like the, the ones, there's very, very subtle things. I, um, I was really fond of um. Well, f- first of all, the BBC ident at the beginning. That's always a that's a, that's a, that's a one. I oh yeah, I got my mate. The to, titles are the yeah. titles are brilliant. Well, that was made by um, 
a YouTuber, I can't remember the name, was it like Ochenery or something? He did a fantastic job with that. He just gave me a concept. He's like, mm-hmm. okay, I know you're working on this noir thing. I can do a title sequence for you. Like, if you want, I can do this. And it's just, it's so responsive and was just like, um, I've, I could put Peter Capaldi in and it could move just like the guy's face did in the test footage for the 60s intro. Like, that is, in, that is incredible. Do it, do it. That's amazing. Yeah. He did it and he was, it did look amazing. And I had to use like, I actually took like le- almost lessons from him when I got a title sequence back. I was like, right, every time I use text for stuff in this noir thing, I'm going to have to like follow his thing and have like a little shake effect and stuff. Like little things like that yeah. just set it off so much. And it's gorgeous. Yeah, they really, really do. Um, um, yeah. yeah. The the ident at the beginning was a total, I think um, I got my mate who uh, who I live with to do a 3D model rendered of the planet. And then I sort of pissed, uh, pissed about with everything else and it, it worked. And then... Mm-hmm. I think just general stuff um, like music changes here and there. And um, my favorite one, my personal favorite was putting Bill's face over the Mondasian Cyberman for yes, individual I love frames. That little touch. Because it's a blink and you're yeah. It's uh, akin to The Exorcist. I took it from where it's like, I don't know if you've seen that film. Um, I haven't, no. I'm those, exposing myself. For those who, oh, it's oh. All right. it's, I, I only watched it recently, but it's, for those who have it, there's a sort of um, throughout the film, there is the face of a sort of demon that pops up for like single frames at a time during the film to showcase how possessed the child is. It's scary. It's sudden. Blink and you'll miss it. And um, I wanted to do that with this. I, I thought having photos of Bill's face looking horrified, just taken just for before she gets turned, when she's yeah. like being held back, you know, um, taking those screenshots and, and putting them over the top with like a high contrast filter and just, for a frame, I wasn't sure if it would look too tacky, but I was really happy with how it looked. No, and I was like, you you should yeah, be. It, it, it's and all of it is is great. So we are about to find out, we're about to take a little trip down the corridor of fame. Uh, But just before we do, I just wanted to take the time to ask you about your fundraiser. Yeah. And I, I would explain it, but I think you can do it better yourself, if I'm honest. So the floor is yours. Tell us all about the fund. Ray Ace. Uh, it's impossible to say. I, I've been using that say, for yeah. four, like four or five years, and it's it never gets any easier to say. Fund it's, Ace. Yeah, just say fundraiser. Just say fundraiser. Fundraiser. Sort of, it's it great on paper. Time. It's great it's on paper. Though. Literally yeah. great on paper. Um, but in practice, nightmare. Um, yeah. Yeah. So basically, what I'm doing is, um, in the past, I've I've done these sort of things, which is basically like a live stream event um inspired by people like again like the Yogscast or whatever i wanted to do like a live stream event type thing um where i raise a bit of awareness and some money for a good cause um this year and some previous years i've been doing it for young minds which is a brilliant brilliant charity that looks after um the mental health struggles of young people and teenagers um it's one that's very important to me personally and i am delighted to be fundraising for them again this year um on the 5th of december uh, on my youtube um creeper 
from 11 o'clock in the morning till 11 o'clock at night, I'll be doing 12 hours of just live streaming. Um, there'll be lots of exciting stuff in there. Um, I don't know what else to say. We're doing a sort of charity auction as well, but it's all just towards the cause, just to try and raise as much money and awareness, of course, um, for this wonderful, wonderful charity. Um, yeah. The aim is 1,000. Last time we got 1,400, so... The aim's a thousand, but we're going to try and push past that if we can and just try and Hopefully. do our best, really. Um, yeah. During the live stream, there's going to be lots of different things like segments. I've got an interview uh, with Emily Cook. I've got uh, a gingerbread TARDIS challenge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what else there is. There's like uh, an audio drama hour. There's, um, there's a big old Kahoot quiz where everyone can get involved and try and play for the number one spot um, in exchange for a prize, which I still haven't decided yet. Um yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, and it's basically yeah. just everything for a good cause, basically. Well, it sounds absolutely amazing, and mm, thank you. It's it's great to see. There's a lot of great little fundraising things going mm. on in mm. in the Doctor Who community at the minute. Obviously, we mentioned uh, that B's doing one uh, earlier on, and then you've got yours. It, it's great. Sophie Ellis was doing one as well with a yeah. art one. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's amazing. Some some proper proper kind people doing kind things, <laughs> and I, and it's going to be very entertaining, very very entertaining, mm. and uh, yeah, very excited for it. <laughs> yeah, very, not so much. Right. How are you planning on getting through the? Because obviously you've done it a few times now. How are you planning on getting through the? 12, well, it, it's 12 it's, hours? A good, it's it's a good mix of pre-recorded and live. Everything goes yeah. out live for the first time. So even the pre-recorded stuff, like most of it hasn't been seen before. Um, so it'll be going out there and you'll be able to see it yeah. exclusively early access or whatever. Um, I will say, because by the time this goes out, I'll probably, it'll probably be already announced, um, is that some people may know uh, Who Chaser or Don Martin, who is currently the Purple Doctor in uh, DW 2012's yes. um, fan series. There's an exclusive um, Christmas special audio drama thing Um that is going to be streaming for the first time on the live stream. So Amazing. you'll get to see that on there. It's quite exciting. But great. there's a lot of other stuff like that as well. It's stuff where about, about, it's about half and half of stuff where it's like pre-recorded, but new stuff that you can watch uh, yeah. and actual like live stuff, me sitting down. But I'll be on every hour to read out new donations, um, read out existing donations and yeah. play a few little exciting video messages as well from um, Doctor Who YouTubers and potentially Doctor Who actors, who knows? I'm not going to say anything <gasps> about that, but we'll see. I've got okay. some stuff, so it's, it'll be something for you guys to watch and hopefully something for um, something that people will get a lot of enjoyment yeah. out of, at least. I, I thought what you were going to say in terms of how you're going to get through was going to be, it's part pre-recorded and part cocaine. Just, <laughs> just straight cocaine. <laughs> no. Just no. loads of drugs. <laughs> Not um, really. You you you're a you're a good boy, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, let's take a little trip. There's a part of this wonderful building that is the the Who New building, the metaphorical building. Mm. There's a lovely part called the Corridor of Fame. Have you ever been limited by who you were before? One day I shall come back. Yes. Our lives are different. 
do I have the right to some people's small, beautiful events is what life is all about. That's an anniversary compared to us. Ten million years of absolute power. That's what it takes to make it really complicated. A great decision came from the prison. Like a huge boulder dropped in the lake. When it was a child, this dream that made you adopted. He dreamt you could no more. jingle another new jingle <laughs> i hope everyone's liking the jingles this one's a little bit more somber it's lots of lots of little clips from doctor who history um i haven't just ripped off um some audio from from a tv show or another film so <laughs> the corridor of fame what it is is each week similar to the dvd collection mm. my wonderful guest will be submitting a person to the corridor yeah. of fame. It again, it's a hall of fame. I've ripped off the concept. So, who? I, I get really, really excited when people when I ask people this. Who are you submitting to be the new name in the corridor of fame? So, I saw the that Tom Vance had picked Elizabeth Slayton. Yeah, right, which is an incredible choice and one I would have gone with. It's a great choice. But I saw that and I thought, there will be a lot of classic Who ones. And I want to just spice it up with a uh, person who's been heavily involved with modern Doctor Who. Good. Who I absolutely adore. Passion for the show, the energy for the show, and the fan base and everything like that. As well as their desire to constantly be in the show. And that's John Barrowman. Oh, that's great. And he what a is. week to pick. What a exactly, week to pick. Exactly. Jack's yeah. back. Yeah, he's um he's he's an absolute star. All the way from series one, series three, series four, briefly in the end of time, Torchwood, all of like all of Torchwood, and then back in series twelve and who knows, thirteen, maybe beyond. He as a person is so lovely and so open with fans he absolutely i mean he has a dalek in his house and he just he's a he's the biggest mm-hmm. fanboy of the lot he's like if a doctor who fan got to be in doctor who and he still hasn't calmed down about it 15 years down the line and that yeah, i respect it's great that. isn't it i love he's that. he's not just that but i think he's um he marked a new age for doctor who in terms of uh progressiveness and being one of the biggest sort of openly lgbtq um companions yeah course and characters in the show which is again like absolutely stunning from um the whole show's perspective to be able to add that in not only add that in but add that in in the same series where rose uses the word gay as an insult um Mm. (laughs) yeah it's it's um he's just a brilliant he's a brilliant actor um who to me he doesn't even feel like an actor anymore he just he just is captain jack and that it's it's just exciting. It, it is exciting. He is marvelous in the role, and he's marvelous out of the role. Um, yeah. Towards the fans, towards the show, he loves it all, basically almost as much, if not more, than we do. So yeah, you know, I I, I feel it, there's a lot going for him, and he's definitely a name that I'd I'd like to see in there. It's a fantastic choice. 
That that's a really good choice because it's someone that I wanted to be in here. Um, it's it's quite frustrating for me having absolutely no control. But um, <laughs> I wanted him to be in here, but I didn't think he'd get picked for a while. Mm. So to get him in episode two, yeah, I'm I'm very happy. Very, very yeah, happy. and and there's lots of people who have been like massive inspirations throughout Doctor Who who have been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, John Barrowman though, I think is is one that maybe people wouldn't jump to straight away. And I thought maybe if I don't say it, I don't know who like many people who would jump yeah, to that straight away. So I thought he's definitely worth a mention though because he's been around longer than like I mean he's seen what three Doctors now. Yeah. And potentially, you know, it was it was potentially a fourth if he if he was able to make the shoot for Good Man Goes to War, you know, it's it's yeah, it's mad. Well, but this he's he's probably, I mean, the the characters are completely different, but he is he is the equivalent of of the Brigadier for New Who. Mm. Oh, basically, he, yeah, yeah. Like he he's obviously got more alien, you know, links, but. You know, he's got Torchwood, whereas the Briggs got Unit, and it's that he he transcends eras. Like mm. you've got these very distinct eras of the show, and you could drop the Brig and Captain Jack in any of those eras. You could mm. drop the Brig into New Who. You could drop Captain Jack into Classic Who, and it's it would exa- work. Yeah, it's exactly what it feels like. It feel, what it's like the Brigadier showing up in like Battlefield. That's what Series Twelve was yeah. for Captain Jack, and it's like. He's back and he's still doing it. He's still bang on the money. He's still yeah. brilliant at what he does. And yeah, I think what what a genius character as well. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, and as because you you do sort of get you get the you get the fun Captain Jack a lot in Doctor Who, but then you also get in Torchwood, you know, such incredible character development across oh, those those yeah. series. And by the end of it, like there's moments where Captain Jack in Torchwood and Captain Jack in Doctor Who, you you always love him, but mm. you really have to question whether he's a good man, and that's that that's a, that makes a great character. Uh, I um, think that's why I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes, especially under Chibnall, who yeah obviously really did a lot of that character development with Torchwood, yeah, um, with his own hands. You know, he 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 established a lot of that and. Yeah, I'll be interested to see where that goes, but yeah. It's John always Barrowman. good to have him back, isn't it? It's always yeah. good. As yeah. soon as you see John Barrowman, it just lights up your your little soul. Yeah. Oh. And to see him fighting Daleks again, it's going to yeah, be good. Absolutely. It's got to be good. Mm. So, fantastic submission and a, a fantastic guest. I, I want to say... A big thank you. I do have one last question, mm. which which I I have so far and will ask all of my guests, mm. which is, what does Doctor Who mean to you? Oh, that's a difficult one. That is a that's a solid question. Yeah. Without Doctor Who, I don't think I'd be the person I was today. And I'm not just talking about YouTube. I'm not just talking about the stuff that I make and and, and being at like a, a media uni. I mean, like personality, who I am, yeah, my my own morals and ethics. It's 
you know, people talk about education and Doctor Who and is that the right thing, but Doctor Who's always been educational to me because it always teaches you right and wrong in a way different from, like, Star Wars, you know. It's mm-hmm. exemplified. It, it, it's, that like, the Doctor is a character, male or female, or, you know, black or white, it doesn't matter. The Doctor is a character that has always represented this idea of using the mind, thinking your way around problems, not having to fight your way out of things. And it sounds a bit like cheesy here and there, but I think that is something I've always kind of kept with me um, as a person. I, I, I think I've always kind of stuck by by that in a sense where like growing up, that sh- this, this show was a huge um, factor in me going, um, you know, gr- growing up into who I am now. I've never stopped yeah. watching it. It's been there all the way through my life and it will continue to be, hopefully. It's it's a fantastic show, but not just because it has a few good episodes here and there and there's a great direction, like one every series or something, and there's like a character return. And it's a great show because of, at its core, it is positive, it's uplifting, and it teaches everyone, young and old, a lesson, not just about history, not just about science, but about good ethics and morals. And I think that is important, especially in this day and age. Well, what a beautiful answer. (laughs) But what a way to end the podcast. That, that was Capaldi-esque. What a a beautiful speech. No, genuinely, I I completely agree with all of that. And Mm. what literally, what what you've just said there has summed up a everything that i want for this podcast as well uh, that's yeah. just what i want i want positivity and mm. i want good Absolutely. ethics and and uh hopefully we can we can all go on that lovely journey together what a yeah. what a pleasure it has been um plug away you <laughs> it's your time to plug um obviously the, the it's hilarious that you know it's my second episode you are literally one of the biggest doctor who youtubers there is you you plug away to everyone who already knows who you are but go ahead (laughs) yeah i mean harriet jones i've got it i've got it yeah (laughs) um yeah obviously youtube if you're not already subscribed um please do uh we're trying to just get more and more people on board more and more discussions more and more people to have those discussions about the future of doctor who i like to talk about news and especially with filming that's coming up it's always good to discuss those things break these sorts of news down and yeah in terms of what's coming up obviously got the live stream which i previously mentioned and that's going to be uplifting and exciting hopefully for um Mm -hmm. people in general especially doctor who fans yeah um And I've got a few things which are coming out towards the beginning of next year, which I'll be quite excited about talking about for a while, but I haven't been able to yet. So I'm looking forward to those. That's a nice little tease into there. So yeah, if that's not an incentive, I don't know what will be. Uh, there's some exciting stuff coming. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. Please subscribe if you haven't already. And obviously follow the Twitter accounts for this podcast because oh, you. you need to do that. The Twitter accounts, yeah, the spot. Can you follow on Spotify? I'm new to Spotify. I haven't been using you it. You can, now. yeah, um, yeah. Follow so yeah, the podcast. Um, yeah, please do. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, share it. We're li- we're now live on quite a lot of platforms. Um, if you mm. go to 
the Twitter, which is Who mm. Knew Podcast, all one word. Or you mm. can follow myself, which is Josh Ryan Carr, all one word. Um, all of the links will be on there, but we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, and the two main ones that I'm still working on are Apple Podcasts and TuneIn. But mm. hopefully in the next week or so, it'll all clear through and I'll be able to get on there as well. But yeah, um, yeah that's that, that's yeah. about it. Um, go ahead. Yeah, no. um, what I would like to say is if you've if you've come to this podcast for the first time from uh, my socials and and from you know my neck of the woods, then please do um, stay tuned with the future podcasts. Don't just check in for this one and then dip. There's going to be some exciting stuff on here. You want to check it out. He's a great host, and it's got a lot of potential, and I'm very excited to keep listening. And I'm not a big podcast person, so that's that's, that's definitely a compliment. That is very lovely. There there are some... The guests make this. um, There are some some amazing guests coming on, I have to say. There we go. Like, you you are one of them as well. You you have been one of them. Thank Thank you very much. Um, And thank you for being a fantastic YouTuber. <laughs> thank you for having me on. and Thank you very much for the uh, hour and a half of compliments. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm a fan. What can I say? Yeah. I'm like the Ace Creepers Linda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. who, who knew he is now an Ace Creepers Stan account? I'm a, yeah, I'm a Stan. <laughs> I Stan you. Brilliant. Love it. Vibing. That's not terrifying. In the slices. (laughs) Brilliant. Thank you for listening to Who Knew, a Doctor Who podcast. Remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts for new episodes every week. And if you can leave us a review, it would really help us out. And a big thank you to the Sononauts for providing cover of the Doctor Who theme as the theme tune for the podcast.